Hey Sci-Fi fans, this is Michael Trucco from Battlestar Galactica, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Cyril Garcia. It is good to be back here. I've missed recording. the diner. It has. It's been about a month since we last recorded. It'll be has about, it? Wow. Yeah, well, the yeah, last one we did was the interview with the uh, lady that knew uh, McCoy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a while ago. It was a while ago. And uh, it's probably going to be another month till we record again. Because I'm uh, heading to Spain in two weeks. España! Yeah. Where are you going? Yo quiero Taco Bell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to say that there. Are you kidding there. me with that, that stuff? <laughs> you did not just say that. I did. But no, I did. Spaniard. I know, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're heading to uh, Valencia, Toledo, and then Madrid. It's called Toledo, right. BT dubs. Toledo's in Ohio. Yeah. Toledo is in España. Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm giving, giving my little Americanized version. You know, the thing She's is, a, Chris keeps... So, short story here. We had, we had My wife and I run a bed and breakfast. For those of you listening to the podcast and don't know, the Herzog Homestead bed and breakfast, we had guests check in tonight from Madrid. And it's, oh, it's funny. And um, we told them where we're staying. And we're like three blocks from their house. Um, oh, how lovely. So, and they'll be back in Madrid when we're there. So we're probably going to hook up with them. Just kind of. That's so nice. Yeah, it was oh, kind of cool. It. And so, of course, here's here's where I was going with that story. I'm inside when my wife is checking them in. She goes, oh, my wife speaks, uh, my husband speaks Spanish. I'll bring him out. And I'm not a person that, like, I have to be in the culture for a little bit to kind of get my gumption to speak my Spanish. Because my Spanish is like Tarzan, like, hello, me, Jane, hello, you, Tarzan type. <laughs> Seriously, because it's been, I, it's, it's been, uh, you're laughing, but it's been a, a good uh, 10 wow. years. It's been a good 10 years since I've been immersed in a culture like that where I use it on a fairly regular basis. And so while it's there, it's very rusty. Like, I'm not conjugating verbs, you know. I'm just trying to communicate, so. Dude. Now I can read it. Awesome. I, can, I can read it okay, but you know whatever. But they were very forgiving. My, my wife says my wife comes up. You know, I think my wife is slightly disappointed when I don't break out my Spanish, but I'm just kind of like I don't know, leery. Yeah. <laughs> How is her well, English? But her her English is great. His English he can understand, but he can't speak. It okay. But what were you saying, Em? It'll be appreciated. That you're that you make an effort. Yeah. So that's don't don't like don't let it hold you back. Yeah, I know. But I'm just like yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree. You know, when you go to a foreign country, if you at least make an effort, even if I'm speaking Central American Spanish, it's better than, you know, trying to slap around English all the time. So Not in France. They're jerks there. Yeah, well I'm not going to France. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to oh my Spain. god, you're gonna have so much time in Valencia and Toledo and there's the Church of El Greco in Toledo, and there's a beautiful fresco of the Virgin Mary that I studied in college. And when I saw it in real life, because I'd always thought the pictures were touched up or filtered, They're to not. see it in real life and how much more vibrant it was. And it's, you know, it's very old. Is that but in to Toledo? Still be rich in, in the colors, the blues, so rich mm. and deep. It's beautiful. You're going to have a blast. Is that in Toledo? 
In Toledo. Yay! Yes, yes, it is in Toledo. Okay. Is that a Renaissance painting? I don't. That part I don't remember. <laughs> so it clearly, was blue, the blue college was a long time ago. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. And a lot of drinking was. Oh, look it up. What? So. Um. That's yeah, exciting. So, yeah, so we're excited. It's it's our twentieth anniversary, and we're kind of doing this little trip. You know, shucking the kids and leaving him here with my uh, parents and uh, my wife's parents, and we're going out. So we're looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't even know how we got on that subject, but oh, that we're not going to record for like another month. Yeah, that's why it's, it's my fault. Holiday. Totally, totally my fault. Um, anyway, so let's catch up. What's been going on in our lives this past month? Uh, M, do you want to share first, or yeah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am job. job. <laughs> I've just I've worked she's, a lot. She's jobbing. And, um, Sadly, to, I was had things worked out. I would be on my way tomorrow to New York Comic Con, and so the the pass fell through. And then then they said I had they had one for me, and then they didn't. So it was too late to plan. And and so the first time in a couple of years, I'm missing New York Comic oh Con. But sorry. um, it's good because I spend a lot of money when I go up there. <laughs> um, just really working and getting like watching a lot of television, which not necessarily sitting down and letting my my rear end get nice and wide, but just paying attention to a lot of the TV that's going on and paying attention to the debates. I didn't watch last night, but I'm ready for Sunday. Yeah. There's a lot Did of, you guys watch the debates? There's a lot of ga- there's a lot of there's a lot of games to be uh, had when you're watching debates. There are. We had. Um, we had. Uh, we were doing a little bingo here in the, in the <laughs> Garcia Howard household. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you know what? I w- watched clips of them. I, quite frankly, my life, as I was saying, I think before the podcast, is consisting of: I get home, I run because I'm in this training for this marathon. I'm running a marathon Sunday, so. Wowzers. Uh, yeah, twenty-six miles. Overachiever. Whoop whoop. Um, but so like I come home from school at like it's an hour training run and then I come home then it's um, you know doing homework with the kids maybe watching a little bit of TV with them but it's typically not a lot of the shows that I could be watching so I'm not watching a lot of the current TV but um, but yeah so anyways you were saying you were watching a ton of TV and I hijacked them no no it just it um, you know going to the gym living life Trying to be a rock star. Woo. I'm taking... Oh, I joined an ukulele club. Oh, awesome. That's cool. Awesome. I joined an ukulele club. That is the most exciting news I have for you from the last 30-something day. And Miles, how about you? Uh, when, when I'm not job hunting, I um, I am enjoying some binge-watching TV since listening to both of you speak so well of... Uh, Stranger Things, I decided I'll give a sh- show a chance, and it sucked me in right away. Uh, it w- I thought it was br- okay. it was brilliant. It was fun to go yeah. back to the early '80s and that world again, and um, just just a, just a very enjoyable um, show. Um, so I, w- I was sad when it was over. Um, so I watched season two coming, but yes, there is a season two coming. Um, I also decided, uh, since Supergirl is sort of, she has joined the CW superhero universe 
and the, all, all of it was on Netflix. I decided to give that a chance. I didn't watch that when I was first on. Um, very good. Very well written. Uh, this fits very well in the whole Superman mythos. Um, love, I mean, Supergirl's obviously a, a really good character in this, but love that John Jones is in it. Um, yeah, it, it, and what, what they've done with the whole crypt, with Krypton and and the whole um, uh, just the, the, the Kryptonians on on Earth. Um, the jail. The jail. Uh, yeah, so I've really I really enjoyed watching. I thought Supergirl was really good. Uh, Luke Cage. I've pretty much binge watched that too, and uh, um, I've heard I've heard mixed mixed reviews on it, but I but I liked it. I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, if if you're, you know, a lot of good music in that. Uh, um, not not so much the rap music, but just some of the old, you know, some some of the rhythm and blues and soul music uh, in that in that uh, show. Oh, good, good. There's some old school music in there too, like old school early days rap. Like you bringing up the early days of Biggie and stuff. That the, it's I, I've been super pleased. We just started watching it, and I'm we're only three episodes in. And I, I've loved it so far. And funny enough, I did the same thing with Supergirl recently. I just kind of picked up and and what did you think of the Flash crossover? Oh, I, I loved it. It was great. Isn't it great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've watched that episode like four times. It's the cutest thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, it, I, I actually saw a funny meme. Um, this was when the, they had the whole Batman versus Superman uh, movie come out and there's a picture of them looking at each other angry right? kick each other's ass and then there's a picture of Supergirl and Flash taking a selfie together. Just like, why can't we be friends, you know? <laughs> right? Right. Right. That's awesome. I love it. So, What's my, been going on with you there? Oh, yeah. So what's been going on in my world? So a couple things. Um, let me start with my reading right now. So I just finished the... Uh, there's only two books in like a novella or a short story out in this series called The Name of the Wind. Um, mm. And this has gotten a lot of traction. A lot of people that don't that read sci-fi, but maybe are more casual, look at this and say there's some great character development in this. And mm. uh, so I really liked it. Name of the Wind, and I, I forget the name of the author. I'm gonna. Some of you are shouting, you know, as you're listening here. But I don't. Um, I don't. I don't remember it. But I enjoyed it enough to read both books that are out. And so I'm waiting patiently for the. Uh, third and fourth one and hopefully it won't be quite as long as George R. R. Martin's book so oh. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've been reading that that's and I finished that and began reading my second Stephen King novel ever oh hmm. so I read the stand and never finished the stand a long time ago um but I am working through eleven twenty-two sixty-three. oh cool so which is a time travel one and uh I'm really enjoying it so. Yeah, the the TV versions on Hulu. Yeah, so I have not watched the TV version, but I am uh, I might depending on this. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other thing I've been watching with my son, my son and I began watching SG One. Nice. So starting from nice. the yeah very first season, so we're only about six or seven episodes in, but enjoying it, and he likes it. So, so I don't know if we'll continue watching it or if we one of the shows that we oh yeah we like it just don't have the time to watch, but we'll see. Uh, and then the only other thing I'm watching is, um, so I'm in charge, uh, or I'm, the, I'm facilitating an anime and manga club at the school that I run and that I'm a teach at. It's a, nice. new cl- it's a new club for this year. And when we signed up, we club signed up, I guess, in the middle of September, so I didn't talk about this. But initially, 
They said, oh, yeah, this, I got approval from, the, pre, uh, from the, pre, the president. The president of the United States, no, the uh, principal of the school, who uh, said, yeah, you can run it, but you need 20 people at least to run it. So I wasn't sure how many people would sign up. I had 40. Not good. Yeah. 40 kids? 40 kids sign up. That's awesome. It is awesome. But my first was like, well, they put us in a room that could house maybe like 25 kids. <laughs> so I was like, we got to do something about this. Right. So they did, they did move us to a bigger room and... Um, it's been really, it's been really cool getting to know some of them. There's some really neat kids. Oh, good. So, uh, right now we watched one anime in the one class at one time. It was Denu Coil, which is an interesting, almost Matrix-like, uh, anime. And then today was setting up a for a discussion forum, because we only get 45 minutes for club each week, getting people to discuss things outside of the club. Mm. So, yeah, so that's kind of what I been doing and oh and i watched i watched it the most recent anime i watched was taboo tattoo and it's about these i don't know post-apocalyptic world where people get um tattoos but these tattoos kind of imbue them with power hmm. Ooh. yeah so it's interesting premise so they don't i'm only about halfway through the episodes that are out and it's kind of interesting i just think it's cool you get to go to work and then once a week, you and some people get to hang out and talk about anime. Yeah, and watch it, it. it is. It's uh, we do we geek out, so, and uh, oh, a huge wide variety of interests in anime too. I mean, everything from sports anime down to uh, more sci-fi related. So, anyway, so that's kind of what's been going on in my world. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So uh, tonight's show, what we're really kind of uh, looking at doing is saying, well. We're kind of just started into fall TV. What things are we here at the Sci-Fi Diner watching? What are we hoping to watch? What are we going to pass on this season? And so we thought we'd kind of take a look at that. And does that sound good, guys? Sounds good. And then yeah. we, we do have an interview with, uh, who's the guy? Uh, Michael Truco. He played Sam Anders on uh, the reimagined Battlestar Galactica. He did, and I liked him in that. Yeah, he was, He's he, yummy. <laughs> That's for you, Scott, because I knew you were waiting for me. I to was. Make some I was waiting for the comment. I was waiting some sort of objectification of the poor man. I know. You, you would have loved him, ma'am. He was, you know, it's not very manly to say a guy's a sweetheart, but for lack of a better word, he was a sweetheart. Miles hasn't washed his shirt. <laughs> Since. No, I'm just kidding. Don't listen to him, Miles. <laughs> I never do. <laughs> what, wait, you, never, you never wash your shirt? Well, so on my uh, for the listeners at home, we do this over Google Hangouts. Usually, there's a camera pointed. Uh, I have mine covered up because my bedroom's a disaster. But the other one is pointed to the recording room where Miles and Scott sit because they're lucky enough to live super close to each other. Usually, the camera is all over. You get to see the whole room. <coughs> but at the moment, <coughs> hold on. <coughs> She's choking. It's choking Emma up. She's so she's she's so moved by the fact that she, you know, gets to look at what she. No, a little cold coming on. <laughs> no, so the camera now is just the camera on. It, it it's not on the room. It's just on Scott. So I'm taking dry erase markers and drawing little <laughs> mustaches and hats on my screen. Uh, very good. Very good. It, just don't move your head because this is goatees and uh, devil's horns. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to use post-it notes and give you long hair. That's what you get for being mean to Miles. 
There you go, Scott. All right, see? <laughs> I feel so... Goofball. I feel so... I feel so violated. So, Michael Truco and <laughs> my, you know, stereotypical womanly comment about his hubba, prowess hubba, and yes. his handsomeness and stuff. All right, well, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about TV shows that we are... So there's tons of TV coming out this fall season. And uh, why don't we start with what we have been watching so far? Like, a lot of the shows are just dropping. Some have been out mm. for a few weeks. Uh, what, has been on, what has been on your dog? What have you watched? And I'm going to step back here because I haven't had time to watch any of the new sci-fi that's been out. But there is one that I'm very much looking forward to watching. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Miles, why don't you go first this time? As I already said, I watched Luke Cage. I mean, that, that just dropped... Um, last front, yeah. So I know those thirteen episodes. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I haven't seen the new Flash yet, but I plan on watching Flash and Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl when they come back on. Watched the first uh, Timeless. I thought it was pretty good. They probably should have had maybe a ninety-minute or a two-hour uh, series premiere. It just felt the first episode was a little rushed. Um, so ho- hopefully, the, hopefully viewers will give it a chance, and the network will give it a chance. It, it, it looks like it could be a fun time travel show. Um, let's see, uh, Marvel Agents of Shield is back. I've watched the first two episodes of that. I've, I thought that 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 show just continues to get better. Jason O'Mara uh, is on that show now, and he plays a. They've already said uh, um, his 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 character is the director of Shield, but. Uh, his director has a um, Marvel history that Mar- you know Marvel comic book readers will be very familiar with, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of any other shows. I, I, feel like I feel like I'm watching a lot of TV right now. <laughs> um, so that, that that's what I'm currently watching, and and, and currently I'm look, looking forward to looking ahead. Um, uh, Westworld that's going to be on HBO. I'm really looking forward to that show. It's going to be having androids and. Anything with the androids or robots? You're oh, in. I'm in, yes. In. Mm-hmm. Unlike Mr. Robot, which has no robots. No, that's false advertising. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I heard that's a, but that's a critically acclaimed show, though. Oh, but, yeah. Right. Uh, but no, I'm not watching Mr. Robot. Right. Well, you know, timeless is interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for time travel stuff, mm-hmm. typically. Um, so when I saw the trailers for Timeless, that was something that was very much on my radar, and it's very much what I want to watch. And my son watched the trailer, and he was excited about it. And my wife and I were talking; we were a bit worried that he, he wouldn't be able to sit down and watch it. But according to you, it's fairly family friendly. Yeah, I, I don't think. It, I mean, the, the, there's some action in it, but I mean, I don't think the the, the action is is um, graphic. Um, so yeah, I think I, th- I think they're I think they're trying to keep things PG. Yeah. Uh, M, did you watch Timeless? I haven't. Um, there's a bunch of shows that I keep. I'm not that I'm missing. Um, a lot of things have fallen off of Hulu. Mm. Like anything on the CW is gone. Okay. CW now has their own um, video watching platform, so that's that's no longer available. To catch up there. Do you have to subscribe? Um, Timeless to was one of those that I wanted to see as well. Is Timeless, Timeless a is CBS on, show? It's on NBC, but it is on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. I'm about to get onto Hulu right now. <laughs> but, but, M, I wanted to ask you. Uh, and watch it while we're doing the podcast. And grab tonight. it. Nice, no, I'm going nice, nice, to watch it in the middle. I'm watching Flash right now. Oh. Um, 
<laughs> Does CW have uh, a free app you could subscribe to, or do you have to? Is it, is it a paid thing? For Hulu? Uh, for for CW, you were saying. For CW, it's free, but you watch commercials. Okay, of course. You watch yeah. commercials. You have to do it with Hulu also, so that's no big deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, I now Hulu is all pay. Hulu isn't free anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had the other service where. Um, had the Hulu service where I paid for no commercials and most of the shows start with a commercial and then we'll end with one. And it's still for me worth it to just have to deal with one commercial at the beginning. And then I kill the show before the second commercial starts at the end. Hmm. Here we go. Timeless. Yeah. All saying, right. I'm adding it to my list. Yeah. Do that. Um, they did say that timeless, you know, got it, did an okay had an okay star with a 1.9 rating in adults 18 to 49. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and it beat out, I guess, whatever was airing on CBS and ABC. So I guess that's kind of good. So they said it was kind of, it wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. is what they're saying. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's futures up in the air. It's not... Uh... Yeah. And they, the, the line in this one article I'm reading, uh, I guess it's a deadline... He's just saying that the NBC drama Thomas got to an okay start with a 1.9 rating. Um, mm. But it was better than uh, Scorpion uh, with a 1.7 and ABC's Conviction that I don't, I don't even know what that got. But. I don't even understand how Scorpion is still on television. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. It's bad. You try watching it with a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of coders, a bunch of guys who do that kind of work, and they're. It's like watching CSI with forensics people, or it. They just it's frustratingly wrong. Yeah. So we, I feel like out of solidarity, I shouldn't watch it. <laughs> well, you know, they they did say that uh, you know one of the things that might be going for timeless here is, as far as the viewers for a Monday night evening, that mm-hmm. NBC won. Mm-hmm. In the eighteen to forty nine category with a two point six rating, so that is that's all the shows combined, and it's edging mm-hmm. CBS right now, and ABC apparently. So, uh, who knows? I, I want to watch it just for just to watch a Hindenburg explode, because it's always been one of my favorite. It's always been one of my favorite stories growing up. I remember in eighth grade going through the history books and researching the Hindenburg, and it was, when I found footage of it, like on YouTube, I would sit there and watch it. It's incredible. See these huge it's, zeppelins, and it's a fascinating part of history. Yeah, it is. So, and it was one of the first, like, and one of the few disasters caught on film. Oh, I know. And for that day and age, for that film to still exist is amazing. Yeah, right now that it's digital, it'll be there forever mm. until Big Brother gets hold of it. But anyways, um, so Timeless is one that I'm certainly looking forward to. But um, and you watched Luke Cage. Luke Cage, you said, is not family friendly. Definitely no. not. Definitely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah. So um so there's other stuff that's out too right now. Uh anyone watching Z Nation? No. Yeah, it's giving No. I'll pass on that. And now about Gotham. I've wa- no. I've watched I'm watching Gotham. It, 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 I'm still I'm liking what they're doing. And what about Lucifer? Uh, I'm not watching this for Shield. Nah. I am watching Shield. Okay, these are all. These have all come out. MacGyver. 
No, no watching MacGyver. <laughs> I guess M M isn't either. M's excited about this. I know Dayton Ward was not excited. About I'm this. as excited as I am about a colonoscopy. All right, there you go. And that is how we feel about MacGyver. <laughs> how about Star Wars Rebels? I, okay, so that's how I feel. Uh, you know, your mileage may vary. I just was. I barely got through a half hour of it, and I just kind of gave up. Oh, so you did at least try it. I did, yeah. I mean, I'm going to... I know I make fun of stuff before it happens. Like, if I see enough about it and it really starts to irk me, I'm going to just... I'm going to speak my mind. Um, I was completely right about Suicide Squad. Um, it was... It just... It didn't grab me. And I think because of my age and who MacGyver is for me, and you guys are about my age, or yep. maybe a little younger, and... I've met, me? we met Richard Dean Anderson and he touched my arm and he was such a nice man. He was. He was. I just, I, it didn't click. It didn't resonate with me. I'm, if there, if there's a snowstorm and there's nothing else on, I might try it again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what about Star Wars Rebels season three? I would like to watch it, but it's. It's on Disney XD. I th Sometimes you, you get it on, on demand, uh, on Comcast, but uh, it's hard, you know, unless you have Disney XD. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard to get a hold of it. But I, w what I've seen, I've I've liked it a lot. I bought the past two seasons on iTunes, and I'll probably buy this season. Mm -hmm. So it's one that I'm looking forward to. The bringing, uh, who are they bringing in? Admiral Thrawn. Okay. Yeah, I remember the from, yeah, the, so the novel cool. novels, yeah. yeah. And this is canon, by the way. Oh, cool. They consider it canon. <laughs> is it? Yeah, that's what they say. All right, because they wiped a little canon out before. They did. And they could do it again. Well, oh at least Darth Maul. <laughs> at least at least at least Darth Maul's alive yet. So. Darth Maul. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> how about the last man on Earth? Um, Love that show. Oh, are you watching it? I've been watching it since the beginning. It's horribly funny. How comes we've never talked about this show on this show? I don't know. We've never brought it up. It's kind of <laughs> science fiction. Yeah. It's, it's the last man surviving after a plague takes down pretty much everything. And it's just, it's so, I can't even begin there's some episodes where I, it's it's like watching a train wreck because the main character Phil, who is also called Tandy, um, is just the biggest disaster. <laughs> the the newest episode was was by far just bad, like not bad as in I'm not watching this, but bad like I can't not watch it. It's so good. <laughs> oh, awesome. Some good writers, amazing actors, amazing comedic actors. Yeah. I didn't. Even, I've never even seen trailers for it, so I'm gonna at least need to check that out. Oh so, yes, and it is not. It is not family friendly. Okay. Well, see, that's one of the gauges. I asked that. You might laugh at me if you're listening to this. I asked that because you know, I'm basically up when my kids are up. Like so, like my wife, right? She's able to sleep in a little bit longer than I am, so she'll be up to like midnight watching a show. Me. The old fart am at nine thirty. I'm like in bed with the kids. You know, I'm sorry. Just so so I don't like if it's not family friendly for the most part. I'm not watching it unless I'm by myself. Good night, so. Grandpa. Yeah, where where's my dentures? Um, uh, anyways, how about Aftermath season one? This is premiered. This premiered in Sci-Fi about a week ago. 
<clears throat> I'm not familiar with this one. So let me tell you the premise. I, okay, now the, I think it's premiered. I don't know. This is what the premiere date says, at least in this site. So if I'm wrong, guys, sue me. No, don't. Uh, the series focuses on the Copelands, Karen, and Hache. Is it H-E-C-H-E? Is it, mm-hmm. How do you pronounce it? Hache? I think it's Hache, yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. Joshua James Tupper and their children who battle for survival after civilization comes to an apocalyptic end. They are faced with both plague and the rise of supernatural creatures. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's a premise for it. I haven't heard anything about this. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe no idea. I haven't even heard of it. How about Westworld? Westworld's gotten a lot of traction. I haven't watched it. It, it I guess, landed on Sunday. Yeah, first episode was on, on HBO on Sunday. And uh, did you watch it? I have not watched it yet. There's so much, there's so much good TV, and I'm trying to limit myself to like an hour or so a day, but it's just hard with so much telly. But it is on the to the to do list of watching. I love the movie as a uh, with Yul Brynner. Yeah. Um, it's maybe been 25 years since I've seen it, but I do remember the whole premise being crazy, crazy yeah. amazing. You know. And now, go ahead. Given that J.J. Abrams is involved and. Come on. <laughs> and Jonathan okay. Nolan from Person of Interest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's a cast that seems to be, you know. Sir Anthony good. Hopkins. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, the reality is, I mean, this is HBO putting it out. So they're going to put out something decent, you would hope. Yeah. So the trailers look good. And uh, so we'll see. Let us know if you guys are listening, if you listeners are uh, watching it. What are you thinking of Westworld? I've heard mixed reviews. Some people are saying they're passing on it. Some people aren't. Yeah, I have yet to see it, but I, I do want to check it out. So it's, it's on your I want to watch radar. It, basically. it, it is, yes. All right. I just rolled a D twenty and got a, na- a got a natural twenty, so I know it's going to be good. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what I should do is just I'll roll the D twenty for there each of go. these, and we'll decide. And we'll decide. Yeah. Timeless. We uh, you watched said it's okay, so we don't need to talk about that one. That's one that I'm definitely looking forward to. Flash came out tonight. Last night. Tomorrow, last night. And you said you watched yeah. some of it, Em? Yeah, it's I'd forgotten I'd forgotten that Flash went back in time to go stop the murder of his mom because he was just really cheesed off. Um shocker. I mean, surprising. Barry Allen is upset. He wants to <laughs> save his mom again. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but he appears to be in a world where things are the same but very different. The way he grew up, the people around him. Um the I just saw the first like ten minutes while I was wolfing down dinner, and there's a quick scene where he walks up to his house and his mom and his dad are coming out, and then she makes some comment. There's my boy. Is everything okay? Everything's fine, mom. And he just looks so happy. So, if I remember correctly, every time you you, every time he decides to speedster through time, um, there are the time wraiths. They come looking for him. They come looking for the person, especially if they've made huge changes in the timeline. So I, and he caught the other flash, the reverse, the yellow flash, and has him on, in lockdown. And I'm not spoiling anything because it's only the first few minutes. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Smoker's cough. I love getting a cold. Um. So, so far, so good. I mean, it was only the first five minutes or so. Um, but I have been looking forward to it, especially now that Supergirl is on the CW. 
because there's so many rumors and conversations about how there will be like the trifecta crossover of Arrow, uh, Flash, and Supergirl, which I would love to see since the Flash crossover last year was phenomenal. Oh, um, yeah. I hope they stay out of the Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope I'm hoping that they got better writers, and that this that show survives a bit more. The uh, the Flash you're saying so he goes back in time and what he does back there impacts the future timeline, right? Well, it it he basically well he saved his mom. He saves his mom, which changes his present and everybody else's present when he when, after he, he he comes back. Uh, this has been explored before in the comic books um, and in the uh, the, the standalone um, DC comic movies, uh, Flashpoint Paradox. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're kind of taking a page from that. Well, and this is kind of the premise too of Timeless. You said they go when they go back; it's a very dynamic effect. It's called a di- the dynamic timeline, like what they change in the past. Effect in, in water. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, the idea of a, forget what they call it, it's kind of a butterfly effect. What mm-hmm. you do in the past impacts the present type thing. Yeah, the very, even the smallest thing can yes. change it radically. Yeah. Funny enough, this episode, the first episode, is called Flashpoint. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, his life shapes who he is. And changing his life has changed the people around him. And the people around him are who, are, are the ones who helped mold the man that he is now. And now he's, He's got his mom back, but he's lost everything else. Yeah. Everything. All those relationships, all that advice, all that knowing like, oh, my God, poop is hitting the fan. I can go to, uh, no, I can't because they don't exist or they live somewhere else or they chose a different path. And it's, it's it's never good to go back and fuss with time travel when you've lived 35, you go back 30, 40 years. Yeah. Some huge consequences. So I'm... They might make Flash a little darker. Oh, maybe. I remember seeing that the last season finale, and um, you know, he decides to do it. I'm like, oh, you, you, you idiot! Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, he lost his I'm father like, uh, in that season. Yeah. Um, Professor Zoom uh, ended up killing him off, and uh, so I, I guess that now he lost both his parents. So he, he felt that he did, you know. Fine, I'm just gonna say, you know, save them both. There you go. Right. Well, you know, speaking about a dark show, I mean, Arrow really was the darker of these shows. When you look at the like Flash, Supergirl, it's the uh, it's a darker of the trilogy, if you want to call it. Um, how have you felt about the past season or two of Arrow? Um, I'm still enjoying it. They've actually tried to lighten it up some. Mm. I mean, he, he. I mean, as far as just the evolution of his character, like I mean, in, in the one first season, he has no problem killing the bad guys, and then um, he's in the last season or two, he, he's tried to, you know, be less, more of a symbol of hope than the Dark Avenger, not kill, um, you know, as much as possible. Um, I mean, now now he is the Green Arrow. He's not just Arrow; he is the Green Arrow now. And well, the, but he did, you know, when he was fighting um, Damian Dark, um, you know, he he went back on his 
rampage. Yeah. Well, then, then, then he, you know, he, he felt he had no choice. He did end up killing. Uh, um, I think I think it was part of part of it was revenge because uh, he, he he killed off um, um, uh, Laurel Lance, um, uh, Which, Bl- Black Canary. Yeah. It's sad, but she was really the most annoying canary. <laughs> well, She's the most annoying. They said to bring him back to flashbacks this season. Oh, they, they, oh, oh, his time on the island. Yeah, yeah they they did that this season too. Oh, they, did they? They still they still did that. So, yeah. I think I think they'll probably, I mean, they're probably going to run out of material soon as far as his time at the island. I would think maybe that they might finish <laughs> that up. Yeah. But and did you see the flash where the um, the uh, the black canary from the other Earth? came I mean played by the same actress who plays Black. yes I thought she was pretty cool what I wonder if they'll if, if she would take over what I forget what they called her uh, Black Siren or something but mm-hmm. uh, she was that could be interesting if, if that was really good I liked that a lot and then um, a few weekends ago I went to um, uh, I went to Intervention Con. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I went to some conventions. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> Do tell. And I met uh, Alex Kingston, who plays River Song on Doctor Who. Oh, cool. Um, but she also plays, she was also um, uh, Laurel's mom. Yes, and she was Laurel's mom. The character is the character that she plays. She's the original Black Canary. So when she took the, she was saying during her panel, when she took the role, um, she was really hoping that she would hold, she would be more part of, part of the show in that they would bring the original Black Canary back or they would show who the, that it's a mantle carried down from daughter to daughter and that kind of thing. And, you know, just, it's, it's not a surprise that the one daughter who died and is now alive and, um, that it's no surprise that she became the black canary because of the history of her mom and her, and her goofy like police husband didn't know. And, um, that would have been amazing. It would have been amazing to have that as an original character come back, but she did allude to something, uh, about filming with, um, what's his name? Captain Jack, uh, John Barrowman recently. Hmm. So you never know. Hmm. Yeah. You never ever know. You never know. But you guys are going to be watching Arrow, or at least you will, Miles. Oh yeah, I still enjoy Arrow. Uh, and, uh, Arrow come, Arrow's on tonight, so yeah. I'll probably watch it. I never watch it when it's on. I watch it a day or two later. Okay. How about you, Em? Are you watching Arrow? I yeah, I'm caught up, <clears throat> and I'll keep watching it. I found Ollie to be just kind of a a wishy washy hero. So if he's really the Green Arrow now, like this is his path. Then he needs to he needs to ovary up and get cracking. <laughs> I'm tired of people saying nut up because for reasons I can't explain because this is a PG show, the lady bits are so much stronger than the male bits, and we'll leave it at that. So he needs to just grow a pair of ovaries and just be the character. <laughs> just grow a pair. There you go. Of grow ovaries. Oh, um, there you go. But again, we'll see what happens. Yeah. They better not bring Gotham into this because Gotham is in the past, technically, right? Yeah. I, I, I believe so. I mean, they never say when 
it's taking place, but I would assume just by the look of everything, everything looks dated as far as the technology, the the cars, uh, stuff like that. So I, I that's what they seem. They to could be bring fun. it into the Flash. If Flash should just go back in time, or it could be another Earth. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, Supergirl comes from another Earth. That's how um, that that's how they explain the you know Supergirl and Flash meeting up. Flash. Oh yeah, that's right. Flash ended up on a different iteration of, um, of in the universe. Yep. Yeah. Um, what about Which this? What about cute. the new uh, CW show No Tomorrow? I'm not familiar with this one. It. Uh, so the, here's the write up on it, and I, obviously I haven't heard much about it, so it's not really on my radar. But hey, listeners, if you're watching it, let us know what you think. Uh, basically, uh, a risk-averse quality control assessor falls in love with a man who believes an asteroid will destroy Earth in eight months. Okay. Sounds like a comedy. It is. It's a quirky romantic comedy. Yeah, um, and it's, it follows the Flash. So the Flash is kind of a lead-in, so I guess they're hoping to capture some of that. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, do. Not on my radar here. But one that's on your radar is Frequency, Miles. Yeah, I am looking forward to the show. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I mean, TV the, shows that the movie are, was surprisingly good. I watched that with very low, a very low threshold as far as what it was expectation was, and it was, I I, I enjoyed it. Was that was that, she, uh, that was, premieres tonight? That was Quaid. Oh, okay, that was Quaid and Caviezel, right? Yes. Yeah, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Andre Brower. Um, so yeah, the movie was was very good. And TV movies, TV shows that are based on movies are sometimes hit and miss. Uh, so it's, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm going to give it a chance. Well, what, what TV shows that were based on movies would you consider hits? Uh, think shows that worked real well. I thought, um, 12 monkeys was, was good. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would call that, that show a hit. I guess the Sarah Connor Chronicles we liked back in the day. Hmm. That was pretty good. Uh, it was good. Unfortunately, we only got two seasons out of it. But then, it was, again, it was on Fox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other ones? There aren't a lot that have done that transition. I don't think... I mean, they used to do it more, I guess... I guess V. Well, V was a miniseries, though. Yeah. It, it was a yeah, TV Yeah, V was a miniseries. It really wasn't a Movie, film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe in the 90s, it was more of a thing to try to take a movie and then make a TV show out of it. I remember... Um, uh, Remember the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, Time Cop? Um, say which one about Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. But uh, I liked, I liked that movie. I thought it was an interesting time travel movie. The TV show, I remember on ABC, it was not good at all. <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, recently there was another TV, another movie, a series, a franchise of movies made into, um, made into a, a TV show. And, that's Lethal Weapon that premiered like two weeks ago. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Did you yeah. watch that, Em? I I've been watching it. It's it's really bad, but it's really good <laughs> because it reminds me the guys who are behind the show, huge fans of the original film. So there's the there's only been the pilot and then episode two, but there've already been like four references to the film that made me very happy and just a nice reminder of of what I loved about those films. It's a little cheesy. Um, although Damon Wayans, when I heard he was playing detective Murtaugh, I was worried that he was going to be, um, 
he was just going to be a little. He, you wouldn't see the character. You would see Damon Wayans. But Damon has Detective Murtaugh down pat. But it's not a great show. But it's no. it's very enjoyable. Like it it sates my my need for just dumb buddy cop movie TV show. <laughs> Well, uh, so Frequency is, uh, you're watching Lethal Weapon. You're going to continue to watch it, I assume, Em. Yeah. And, uh, Frequency's on my list. I must start and Frequency's on your tonight. list, right? Oh, definitely. All right. So we'll see. We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, it's not on my list, but maybe I will be convinced by the almighty M and the almighty Miles here. Supergirl is coming out October 10th, so this week. October next 10th. Week. Yeah, next week. Anyway, so uh, Supergirl, we were talking about. So Supergirl's coming out October 10th, so that's just next week. Are you going to be watching? Yep. Yes. Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, why, why Why? will you guys be watching? Let's talk about that. It's adorable. It's freaking adorable. It, it's a fun show. Um, uh, Calista Flockhart is brilliant as Cat. Uh, um, uh, what's her last name? The boss, Kat, right? Grant. Cat Grant. Uh, she, she's, she's hilarious. Uh but we're also getting um, Superman. He's going to be a reoccurring character on, on this. And I, I've seen uh, a few clips with, um, with, with with the new Superman for the show, and uh, he's really good. Uh, they, they showed a clip of him as Clark Kent. It kind of harkens back a little bit to um, the Christopher Reeve movies a little bit. Oh, good. But uh, his Superman suit is an updated version, so uh, no, uh, no, red t- no, no tidy red... Uh, tidy red uh, underwear okay <laughs> alright Legends of Tomorrow I'm going to give that show a chance again I'm going to watch uh, you I'll, watched last season I watched right? last season yes yeah, but M you weren't impressed I, I wasn't impressed with last year last season I will give it a try I'm not going to give up on it yeah what about this one that's coming out called Falling Water um, so, Falling Water, here's, here's the premise of it. It tells the story of three unrelated people who slowly realize they are dreaming separate parts of a single common dream. The deeper they dig, the more they come to realize the visions found in their common dream just might hold the key to the fate of the world. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Sounds interesting, but I'm already watching too much TV to begin with. Yeah, so it's not on radar, but maybe, listeners, if you're watching this, you can convince us. Um, of that somewhere mm-hmm. down the road. But Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, October 22nd, on the BBC, America. I never even didn't. Just <laughs> not on my radar. So, it's um, the, the site that I'm watching is it's a, it's, it's, it's a, uh, the guy that did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, Douglas Adams. It's one of his stories. So. Okay. Um, Walking Dead. Do we care uh, anymore? Nah. I I don't care. I think I, I think I you know. I mean, I enjoyed the show when it first came on. It was good for a few seasons, but it, it just seems to be. I don't know where else I can go. So I'm not, I'm just. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure I care. I'm actually I'm pretty sure I don't care. <laughs> They're saying the site that I, the site that I'm on is saying watch your first episode to see who gets knocked off. And then you can quit watching. Okay. So <laughs> maybe I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, so how many seasons of Walking Dead have we had? Wow, that's I, I think six, five, five, six. 
five, six. Years. I mean, it's had a good run for it's a television show. Oh, it's had a fantastic run. Yeah. You know, I and I knew I and I, and I, I knew that often I do this one writing in my English class called "My Zombie Myself" and it compares. It came. This article came out soon after the premiere of Walking Dead, and they're comparing like the killing of zombies to how we live in corporate America, deleting you know, you know, email after email is kind of like shooting zombies and stuff like that. So it's kind of a cool story. But when I I often do a poll like, how many you're watching zombie shows? What are you watching? Only like one or two are watching Walking Dead or even excited about it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it seems to have lost its luster. It used to be I'd ask a question like half the class would have their hands up. Yeah. So. Well, like you said, it, it had a good run. Yeah. Um, only about, I think there's three more on my list, and, and we can fill in any others that we're missing from your list. Um, People of Earth. This is uh, premiering on TBS October 31st. It's a comedy about a journalist who's writing a scathing feature of an alien abduction support group only to discover that he may have been abducted himself, which was hilarious and unexpectedly poignant. I didn't know about this eh. one. Yeah. You know, one that I am kind of looking forward to comes out November 30th. It's incorporated. And um, so this has the president from 24, the black president from the first season of 24 mm-hmm. in it. Um, and I like the premise of it. It's one that is this one show that's new out there that I might be wanting to watch. It's this one. It's set in the future where companies have seemingly unlimited power, incorporated centers around Ben Larson, uh, incorporated the this show centers around Ben Larson, a young executive who risks everything to infiltrate an all-controlling corporate world and save the woman he loves, of course. In the process, he will take on the entire system with deadly consequences. So, reason to watch this, this is um, a conspiracy thriller from Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Okay. Um... And it's like corporate dystopia. Um, and they said it's, uh, they're kind of comparing it to Mr. Robot, which has gotten critical acclaim. So I don't know. It's uh, sci-fi. And sci-fi has been putting out some good stuff recently. Sure. So, so I'm going to be, I'll probably be watching this one. Mm-hmm. I've already got more Way than, too much? Yeah, I got enough of my plate to, to... Maybe I'll convince you. Maybe you will. Yeah. How about you, Adam? I'll see. I'm kind of avoiding things on sci-fi because I'm, I'm still protesting the way that they spelled the name. <laughs> and, uh, and the fact that, like... It's been five years. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I just can't give it up. Yeah. Um, it's on It's on the radar, but it's it's a distant ping yeah. because of there's more... There's bigger stuff coming. Like, Man in the High Castle kicks in again in December. Yeah. Loved last... The season on Amazon was amazing and I'm really looking forward to the next where they're going to take it. Um, I read the book which is in the world that this TV show is in that this TV show is based on um, but it's really bizarre and a little squirrely. Um, Philip K. Dick, I don't get why people are so nutty for him. He's good but I mean Blade Runner but I don't know. But the TV show Man in the High Castle is a is a must see Absolutely a must-see. It's amazing. Oh, good. Um, anything else that we miss that we should be talking um, about them? I'm looking through the premiere calendar for September. Blind Spot. That, to me, I consider that like sci-fi-ish. 
there's a lot of puzzling, a lot of mystery, so, um, I mean, it's not space, and there's no right. superpowers, but it's just kind of intriguing and fun. Um, Big Bang Theory has come back with a thud, not a bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer, like, it's not about nerds, it's about relationships. It should, it should be on Fox. Um, if I'm honest. Oh, so they cancel it? Is that what you're saying? I'm just really disappointing. I uh, think this might be the last season because where else are they going to go? Nothing's funny. The characters aren't new. Yes, they're having a baby, but it, there's just nothing special about it anymore. Um, uh, Fox is bringing The Exorcist, which I'm a little bit looking forward to watching. I have it on my list. Yeah, it scares the movie scared, scared the crap out of me. Yeah, so we'll see it. how that works out. Um, Code Black is a it's more of like a Grey's Anatomy kind of thing so I don't know if you guys are into it Once Upon a Time is back and the evil queen is now separate from the queen so their Regina is now two things two beings Oh. so I don't know if this is ABC's shark jump moment for this show right are you watching I am not I haven't watched in season two. I liked it. It's cute. I'll still keep watching it because it's cute. Well, then but, you can let us know um, how, how it goes there. Uh, Elementary is back. So oh, yeah, we get the- Supergirl back next week, which is great. Um, Legends of Tomorrow, Supernatural. Um, is Grimm? Did Grimm get canceled or is that still? I want to say it has a shortened season. I think they... They're, they're wrapping it up, but I understand it was like only six episodes a season or something like that. Okay, could be so wrong. they're just doing a tidy up. Yeah. All right. Um, that's pretty much it. And then having Luke Cage out will be great. Then we have to wait. We have to wait for Game of Thrones. I guess they, The Expanse will probably come out again later this fall. Yep. yep. I believe The Expanse should, should start kicking in soon. It's not on this list. Maybe it's November. Yeah, because this only goes. My little list here only goes through October. But expanse should be amazing. Oh, yeah, it was very good last season. So yeah, I am looking forward to Westworld just because of the. Because I liked the movie, the old timey movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they're saying I'm. I'm just looking at Grimm, and they're saying that. Season six is going to be out, but it'll be the final season unless it does real well. Then maybe there'll be a season seven. Yeah. But isn't that the case anytime? It's kind of like a no-brainer. But, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I believe that's it for that's it for shows. Unless there's anything else you guys can think of. No, I think we covered it. Yeah, I think we did. We got two. Yeah, we got two pieces of listener feedback, but I think I'm game to like maybe discussing him on the next show okay we'll do it and that way we have a little bit more to talk about regarding it so uh awesome so you mean uh, discussing listener feedback on the listener feedback show yeah like well yeah (laughs) no i didn't mean that but like give it a month we'll get some more (laughs) feedback about um some of the things so uh colin and um and uh oh i'm gonna forget the other guy's name um and and del and 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 del we will get to your feedback we'll do it in the next del nakamura yeah um, so yeah, uh, I don't have anything else to say. Let's. Why don't we uh, get ready to go into our interview here?
yeah, so I had a chance to uh, talk to uh, Michael Truco. He uh, played uh, Samuel Anders in Battlestar Galactica, but he's done other stuff. Even did an episode of Big Bang Theory. Uh, but right, right now you've probably seen him in episodes of uh, Grandfathered, uh, Librarians, uh, Con Man. Um, so he's been, you know, he, he's had no problem getting work since uh, BSG uh, went off there. Yeah. Oh, I remember him. Because mm-hmm. uh, we first encountered him on that planet that Starbuck goes to, right? She goes to Caprica. Yeah, with the other um, pyramid players. Yeah. Yep. He, he and this, this, this pyramid playing team are leading a human resistance. Right. So. And that's kind of where we encounter him first. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him. So he had a very interesting story arc in, in Battlestar. Um, he was one of the final five Cylons and um, kind of got a little metaphysical and trippy towards the end. <laughs> very good. Well, was he metaphysical and trippy in real life? Um, no, no, he was pretty down to earth, which, which um, I'm glad he was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how did he, how did this interview end up? Did, what, did you do it on the floor? I mean, what was going on? He, uh, I, I inquired, I talked to him first. I talked to uh, his, uh, his handler and she said, yeah, it's, it's okay to ask him, let, let, let him decide when it would be good. So I did. And he, he, he was all for it. Uh, I said, well, we do it right at your table. So in case any fans want to get pictures or autographs, he said, no, 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 let's, let's do it over here. It'll be private. And uh, so he was very considerate in, in giving me, a, um, uh, you know, just a, a semi-private place to do the interview so we could, it, it could be without any interruptions. I thought that was you know, very thoughtful and considerate of him. And um, he gave me a 15, 20-minute interview, got a nice picture with him. He was a joy to talk to. I'm awesome. So, uh, nice. Um, you two would have loved him. He was he was he was fantastic, and he was a last minute replacement for um, uh, uh, those the, the, those twin got twins that are one guy has been doing the um, X Men movies, the other guy's been doing a lot of sci fi TV shows. Oh, Aaron and um, yeah, both. I know those guys. Yeah, both yeah, them know, had both them had to drop out, and he was one of the replacements, and so. Oh, good. So he was a good replacement. He was a fantastic replacement. I, I love talking with him. Oh, good. And his panel was fun, too. Good. Well, I can't wait to hear the interview. And uh, that's awesome. Any other, uh, M, you were not there, right, because of illness, I believe. No, I, I was not feeling great, yeah. so I did not go. Yeah. Um, and I had a wedding that weekend, so I bailed. So. <laughs> yep. But... Yeah, well, very good. Well, I look forward to hearing the interview. And then after that, we're going to come back on to wrap up the show. You're on pace to land in the Hall of Fame someday, but you still haven't won a championship. And now the Seabucks are in a rebuilding year. If you don't get to hoist the cup before you retire, will you consider your career to be incomplete? Well, right now, I'm just uh, focused on getting stronger and helping out the team any way I can. Um, I, yeah. hmm. Look, you want to know the truth? I don't really care about the stats or the cup or the trophy or anything like that. Um, in fact, even the games aren't that important to me, not really. What matters to me is the perfect throw, okay? Making the perfect catch, the perfect 
a step and block. It's perfection. That's what it's about. It's about those moments when you... when you can feel the perfection of creation. The, the beauty of physics, the wonder of mathematics, you know, the, the elation of action and reaction, and that is the kind of perfection that I want to be connected to. Spins and turns, angles and curves, the shape of dreams, half remembered. Slip the surly bonds of earth and touch the face of perfection. A perfect face, perfect lace. Find the perfect world for the end of Kara's race, end of line. He said a lot of things. You've had a busy week and I appreciate you doing this for no me. No worries, man. I'm not here, you know. Cool. It's good to be here. Especially last minute. I think I found yeah. out about this a week ago. I think it's when they, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you called me a week ago. Said, can you make it? When is it? Next weekend. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I'm a fan of BSG, so I'm glad they got you in. Oh, cool. I'll read you a short intro and I'll just fire some questions. Great. Fire Great. Away. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Shore Leave 2016 and we're hanging out with Mr. Mike Truco. Did I pronounce your name correctly? You did. Great. Well done. So far, so good. All right. His IMDb resume is an impressive and diverse list of comedies, action, drama, movies, as well as sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fans know and love him for playing Samuel Anders on the critically acclaimed reimagined Battlestar Galactica. Mr. Truco, thank you for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. It's good to be here, Miles. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It's been over five years since uh, BSG went off the air. However, for fans like myself, we still love the show and we'll continue to go back and, and rewatch it. Can we go back to the beginning and can you tell us how you, the story, how you got the part of uh, Samuel Anders? Yeah, um, I'll go to the very beginning. Um, back in, I think it was 2003, I actually was auditioning for the role of Apollo. Okay. Which ultimately went to Jamie Bamber, thank God, because he's brilliant at it and I can't imagine anybody else in that role. But at the time, I remember this script coming across, you know, down the pipe like all scripts do, and uh, I read it, and I think I noted, even wrote in a journal that I was keeping at the time, that that was probably one of the best scripts for television I had ever read, and I mentioned something to my wife at the time, I said, this is different, I mean, we read a lot of scripts, pilot season, you read a lot of scripts, and there's a lot of good stuff out there, but this is when television was just starting to transition into that, what it is today, you know, this new kind of golden age of television, and... and people were starting to put good stories on the small screen. Right. And I knew this was different. I knew this was something special. I auditioned for Apollo. Obviously didn't get it. Was devastated. <laughs> but about a year later, maybe not even that, a few months later, I forget what the timeline was, but this character came up for uh, Sam Anders. And it was a two-episode arc. And like many auditions that you get as an actor, just another appointment on another day. And, you know, you go in and you, you roll the dice, you take your chances. And, um... I was familiar with the show, obviously, and I thought, man, just to be associated with the show would be great. So this role came up, and I was fortunate enough to land this part of Anders, but in my mind, I was doing two episodes. That was it. I was hired to come meet the girl, Starbucks, right. sleep with the girl, and then the girl kicks boy to the curb <laughs> right. and get the hell out, and that's it. And it was just a little bit of a romantic foil between Starbucks and Apollo. You know, they needed some obstacle, and I was the obstacle. Right. And then it blossomed from two episodes, suddenly they were calling and saying, you know, we're going to you know, pick up another two, we're going we're gonna to revisit the storyline, maybe she comes back to the planet to save you, go back to the ship, it might be just two more episodes. Great. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, it could be three. 
but that shouldn't be more than four. Maybe five episodes tops, could be six, you know. And it was this thing that they would call back every week and, why are we going to do one more? We're going to put Anders in one more episode. Maybe just one more. And I sort of, it was this little, you know, bits and pieces were coming in. I was trickling into the show slowly and realizing that I'm getting kind of folded into the story here. And I didn't see it coming. I had no idea. I, there was no, no writing on the wall when I first got hired that I was going to be stuck, sticking around to the end. So, I suspect it was organic, and it just... It's exactly right. Yeah. Organic's a good word. Um, they talk about chemistry. You know, chemistry, you hear that a lot yeah, between actors, and, and that's something you can't fabricate. That's something that just happens. And Katie and I had a chemistry that worked. Um, both in person, we worked well together. I think she's an extraordinary actress, and I think she raised my game. And that's always tough to say because she's ten years my junior, and it was like going to class. You know, working with Katie, she's really she's rock solid. And uh, I think on screen it also translated, and it, it just worked. I, uh, um, Ron and, and, the, and the team of writers they wanted to write for it. And it, that wasn't without controversy. A lot of people hated Anders. Really, there was there was it was hard, man. In the beginning, it was really tough because I would read some really horrible things online, not just about the character, but about me. I and mean, people get personal, you know. And I was like, oh man, I'm I'm doomed. But I think Ron revels in the controversy. He likes to antagonize a bit. That's the purpose of art, anyhow, to provoke some sort of reaction. And so I think he was feeding on that. He's like, oh, you guys don't like Anders? Well, guess what? I mean, just wrote him back in. Yeah. <laughs> so it it worked ultimately. I think. The fan base, by and large, came around, and I, and I felt like I was welcomed into the family, ultimately. Cool. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of action and physicality in, in, in BSG. Did you do most of your stunts, or did they give you a stunt double? Did you ever get injured while filming? Uh, no, never injured while filming. There's always a stunt double available, mm -hmm. um, pretty much by law. I think, you know, they have to have, you, you always have a stunt double who is um, wardrobed and makeup and ready to go with a wig and, you know. At that time, though, we largely did 99% of the physicality. I think there's one episode in particular I can remember where I fell off the wing of a viper when I was drunk. And I took the fall from, a, you know, we had a stunt guy hit the wing, roll off, and smack onto the concrete. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> so there's definitely an instance where we had a, a stunt double, you know, take that fall. But... They set up a ladder for me, and I took, you know, to duplicate me hitting the ground, I, you know, I took a tumble. All that gunplay, all that running through the, right. the, the woods. Um, man, Tom and I had a, a Hilo, who plays Hilo on the show, we had a, a scene where we had to carry Katie's character out of the hospital, and she's, you know, nearly unconscious. And we had to drag her across a field, and Rod Hardy was the director at the time, and I swear to God, he put that camera like 200 yards away, and he's like, yeah, keep going, mate. He's from Australia. He's like, yeah, keep going. That's it. Just keep pulling her. That's good. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. And we're dragging her across this field, and Tomo and I, you can see we're struggling, and we get to the end, he goes, great. Let's do it again. Oh, my gosh. And we're like, take two, and we have to run all the way back and pick her up, and Katie's just laughing, because she knows that we're just, it's Tom and I, we're exhausted, but we don't want to show it, right? right. Tough macho man, we're like, we got it, we got it, we can do this. Right, right. And we're carrying her, like, holy crap, how far do we have to go? Um, but, you know, it made we you did work it. for your paycheck. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, it's, it's always ego-driven, isn't it? We always want to do our own stuff. Sure. We want us to look cool. We always want to be cool. That looks very refreshing, by the way. I'll take one. Why not? What, what do you want? Uh, she's offering me a soda water with lime. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, I didn't ask, was planning to ask this question, but uh, we talk about the Viper. I mean, is it, yeah. 
I was a fan of classic BSG. I was a fan of the new BSG. What was it like being in a in a Viper flying around? Oh, it's a rite of passage, man. I mean, that was that was unexpected as well. I didn't see that coming when they suddenly suit Anders up and, and put him in a uh, in a flight suit, and mm-hmm. I got to take the, the cockpit of a, of a Viper. Um, it was somewhat nostalgic for me because my first series that I ever did was a, sh- a show called Pensacola Wings of Gold with James Brolin. And it's the show that I met my now current wife. My, uh, my that we were at the time, you know, we were just co-stars, and now we're yeah. married 16 years later. Cool. Um, we played naval aviators. We played pilots. Mm-hmm. And so to come back full circle and do a show like Battlestar and put on the flight suit and get in the cockpit again, I was like, this is really cool. Conjured up some memories. You had the opportunity to work with two very accomplished and famous actors, that being Edward James Alamos and Mary McDonald. What was it like working with them? You know, it's so funny because in the context now, it's so different because I'm such close friends with both Eddie and Mary. Um, that as you know, time and distance gets compressed, and you know, I, I know them. Dear friends, I mean, we are all at each other's houses, thank you so much, all the time. The cast is tight. So when I first met them, it was scary as hell. It's intimidating. Oh, sure. Oscar-nominated actors. Mm-hmm. You too, man. Um, so the intimidation factor was high. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my show. I'm a Johnny-come-lately. I'm, you know, here I am, a, a, a second-season edition. Um, and he scared the shit out of me, you know? Yeah. And then you meet him, and he goes, hey, man. Come here, and he gives you a hug, and you're like this warm embrace, and you realize true patriarch of the of the, of the, the like when they talk about you know the senior member of the cast, but he was the father figure, he was the patriarch of that family, and everybody felt it, and he treated everybody like his children. Nice. And Mary McDonald, <laughs> I'm in a scene with Mary. I told this story yesterday where the the I'm in a scene with Michael Hogan and Mary McDonald. And the camera's on me, so they're both off camera. So they just have to be stand there, read their lines, and feed me a few cues. But they don't do that. They go for it. They give the performance that they gave when they were on camera. And I looked up at one point, and the guy, I know the camera's on me, and I think my jaw was about open about six inches. And I was like, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Holy shit, did you guys see that? Like, that Mary is so... She's. You, I was. I would watch her as, and, and I'm supposed to be in the scene, but I'm. Right. I'm watching her as a fan, going, "Oh, you got to be kidding me! I can't. I'm pinching myself. How am I in the show with these people?" You just witnessed an awesome performance. Yeah, it was an honor, man. It raises your game. Like I said, these are these are screen legends. Yeah. And and I'm getting to be in the same realm, playing the same sandbox with them. It was a dream come true. Yeah. Edward James almost was here a few years ago, and. I mean, I'm just a fan, but I mean, I was very intimidated by him. But he was a very warm, very personable. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and he, I think that's great. He, he enjoy, I mean, look, he loves that that persona. Yeah, he likes the intimidation. That's that's Eddie. You know, I mean, he, he is. That's the, his persona. That's his character. And, and you know, he carries that with some gravitas. But right. anybody that meets him knows within 30 seconds, like that's the sweetest man in the world. Absolutely. He just genuine. Sweetheart. It was a true pleasure meeting yeah. him. Yeah. So your character became very pivotal in the last season when you were revealed to be one of the final five. Mm. How did you take the news that you, your character was a Cylon, especially when the final five Cylons? Uh, sitting down. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, I got the news from Aaron Douglas, which is always, anybody that knows the inside uh, workings of our show always knows that Aaron was the consummate class clown and joker and shit disturber. <laughs> so, of course, we were going to hear that from Aaron, who knew it first before anybody, that, oh, dude, 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 you're one of the final five. I was like, get out of here. Uh, he told me, he told Hogan, I think he told Reka. Uh, because he found out inadvertently he wasn't supposed to find out, but of course he did a little snooping around and he found out, and then it was confirmed by the script that came out 
shortly thereafter, a week or so later. And it was just confusing to me, and that's the best word I can use, is that I was trying to rectify everything I've been doing for two and a half seasons prior, or whatever, season and a half, however long I was on, prior to this announcement, or this revelation that Sanders has been silent the whole time. It didn't make sense. And I was like, wait, what? I'm this sort of uh, uh, put-upon hero guy that's been running around with guns and shooting at Cylons yeah. and fighting the good fight for the resistance, and what? Yeah. So, I was like, I needed a phone call right away to Ron Moore, David Icke, and I was like, does this negate everything that I've done up until this point? You guys completely pulled my identity rug right out from underneath my feet. Like, I don't know how to play this. I don't know how I can make what I did make sense from this point going forward. And Ron just goes, yeah, yeah, it's a bitch, huh? He's <laughs> like, I don't know, man. And, and it was something about, like, it was great because he's, you know, and then, of course, we had a long conversation and he explained his reasonings. But all I heard was just like, yeah, you're on your own. And I'm sure he didn't say that. But in my mind, it's like, nothing you can say, Ron, is going to help me because I don't know what to do. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm so confused by this, me, the actor, Michael Trucco, mm -hmm. that I just put it into Anders, the revelation to Sam Anders as, was as equally confusing because right. think about that He's, he was fighting with conviction absolutely yeah. now this music and this thing and it's like wait what yeah. so I don't it wasn't some uh, uh, subversive secret that they all had that we knew it and it was revealed it was completely blindsided the character so my best way to approach it was confusion mm -hmm. shame yeah. fear um, all very real human emotions, and I think that's there's something fun about playing a character that's quote unquote heroic to play those levels fear and shame and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It just adds depth, and so that's what I did. I was terrified of my wife at Starbucks, right? Know, she found out, and I used it, and it worked. I hope. And, well, oh no, and it got kind of metaphysical at the end with, yeah. with your character. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you became this hybrid, you know. That, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. Um, I think that was also writing on the fly um, based on... I, it, at the time, there was a long writer's strike. I won't bore you with the details. I'll try to make the Cliffsnose Nose version of this story. There was a writer's strike that was about four months long. We didn't know the fate of our show, if we were going to come back. But during that time, I was in a car accident. Mm. About two weeks into the writer's strike, I was in a car accident. It broke my neck. Oh, my. Broke three vertebrae in my neck. Wow. And uh, I was lucky not only to be alive, but just to walk away you know at all was, was amazing and I did ultimately walk away I went into surgery and they fixed my neck and I've got five screws and two rods and some chicken wire and whatever the hell else and some car keys whatever they threw back there I got a lot of hardware in my neck but at the time that was a fresh wound and, and yeah. the producers in the studio was very trepidatious on how to handle me you know, what do we do with this actor who's got a broken neck you know we have to be careful insurance and talk about stunts and whatnot. Um, so I think that informed the storyline as to how Anders' fate was met by getting shot in the back of the head and we used the scar, my real scar, on the back of my neck. Okay. And so they just wrote it in. They made an opportunity of it, I guess. It, they made an opportunity of it. And I can't say that I, I, it was such a bad thing. You know, it, it sort of became an iconic uh, character at the end. Be able to, to, to take that hybridized version of Anders and, and to pilot the Galactica and the Sun. And I mean, that was really cool, man. So, you know, that just, that, this, all these are examples that goes to show you the quality of the writers and our captain, Ron Moore, you know, leading this ship. They, they just, 
they met every challenge and every obstacle and they somehow wrote the magic and they just dealt with it and that's how we dealt with it. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's four seasons of, of awesome television. Thank you. Yeah, it really was. So we're at a sci-fi con. I'm nerding out meeting one of the actors from one of my favorite sci-fi shows. Uh, what are some of the things that, that make you nerd out? Oh, that's cool, man. That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think. I was at a, uh, well, two things. Um, motor racing for okay. me. Yeah, like, uh, the first time I really, tr- I, I did the classic, oh my God, sir, and, and, and you know, shifting nervously in my, on, my, on my feet was when I met uh, Mario Andretti. Mm-hmm. And I got him to sign the inside of my hat. And I was like, because to me, those guys are just, there's athletes in general. They're, they're just superhuman. They do things that the rest of us can't do, whatever the sport is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's just particularly motor racing. And what these guys can do with an automobile is fascinating to me. And um, I grew up watching car racing my whole life, which is weird because I'm from California. And like, you think if you're from the South, you know, NASCAR is a very American thing. Right. But I'm really into Formula One. I'm a huge fan of Formula One. And so uh, I, that would be my like stand in line and, and, and get tongue tied, not know what to say to, to somebody uh, of that caliber. Mario Andretti was, you know, when I grew, for me growing up, Mario Andretti was the synonymous word for fast. People go, hey, Andretti, take it easy there. If somebody was driving fast, that was just the word you use. I mean, he was the synonym for speed, Andretti. So here's this legend in front of me, like, um, and he signed the inside of my hat. And I think also uh, musicians. Okay. I played guitar. I was in a band for a long time, and, and uh, I was on an airplane coming back from South by Southwest uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, Dave Grohl and some of the members of Foo Fighters were on the plane, sitting right there next oh, I like to me. Foo Fighters, yeah, three, three minutes. Okay, perfect. And uh, that was also one of those, you know, trying to be cool. Yeah. Walked to my seat. There were about two rows in front of me, and I'm like. Sitting in first class with the Foo Fighters, and like, how do I how do I contain myself? And I, you eventually just got to say, "Hey, you know." Then everything that comes out of your mouth sounds cliche, and they've heard it a million times. Just want to say I'm a huge fan, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, can I come up with something better? <laughs> but they, I have to say, for the record, very gracious. Nice. So, oh man, they were so cool, so cool. So, one last question for you: You continue to be busy, work on TV, making movies. Mm. Is there something new we'll see you in soon that we should plug? Oh uh, yeah, uh, I'm, the end of the summer, uh, in end of Oct- August, I'm going to London and Bulgaria to start a film mm-hmm. called Hunter Killer. Hunter Killer, okay. And it stars Gerard Butler, and Gary Oldman, okay. and Common, and uh, a few of us, the rest of us as well. Um, and it's a, it's a kind of a big summer blockbuster kind of military style movie. Okay. Um, I don't want to give away too much. I can't say too much, but uh, I'll be shooting for about seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll be released sometime next year, 2017, probably, probably summer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's what's on my horizon. And uh, if something comes up in between, great. But for now, that's what I'm committing myself to. And that's why I'm growing my hair and growing the beard. I'm playing a, a black ops, special ops, part of a four-man special ops team. Exciting. So, uh, yeah, look out for Hunter Killer. Hunter Killer, folks. Right on. Michael, it was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Miles. Awesome. And we are back. Thank you for listening to the interview and for listening to us chat about the TV shows we are going to be watching or maybe won't be watching. But in the meantime, listeners, let us know what you know. What, what do you think of these new shows or that come out or something? 
more familiar shows that are that you know let us know what you think yeah yeah and uh you can you know hit us up on our facebook page or twitter feed our uh emails at the stuff at podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you're watching and uh we would love to hear from you absolutely yeah any other uh thing we need to say here em before we wrap up um just continue to not watch suicide squad uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Don't watch suicide, <laughs> but She's, don't but don't forget your space pants. That's right. Don't forget them. Space and pants. Har- Harley Quinn is getting her own movie. Okay. Yes, that uh, that that I might actually watch. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she was amazing. The one reason to watch Suicide Squad. So anyway. Anyways, yeah. Okay. Well, I believe that's about it. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show. We'll see you, uh, folks, in about a month. All right. So next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies.